This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 006, Mr. Radio. Mr. Radio was intended to be the second single from the debut album Electric Light Orchestra, but it was withdrawn before release. An edited version does exist, it has shown up on an album called Harvest Showdown. The song itself is done in a 1920s style, it's about a man whose wife takes off on him, but at least leaves him the radio and it becomes his constant companion. The beginning and end include samples of a Mozart symphony, both played backwards, and the Hello Mr. Radio chorus is also played backwards. During the bridge, backwards masking would soon be used quite a number of times for some of the orchestral effects on later Electric Light Orchestra songs. This song was written by Jeff Lynne and features Jeff Lynne and sounds quite a bit like the Electric Light Orchestra we've come to know and love. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And Jeff Lynne said on the uh, liner notes for the No Answer Remaster, Mr. Radio would have been great if only I'd spend a bit more time on it. And I have to agree. I like it. Uh, you know, pretty much like every song on this album. I, eh, eh, I don't like it. It's, I've heard much worse songs in my life, but it doesn't really uh, thrill me so much. I have to agree with Jeff that if he had been able to spend more time with it, I think it could have been something more. I think it's a pretty song, but it feels bare. It feels empty. But, you know, maybe that was the goal since it is about a guy whose lady has left him and all he's got in his life is the radio. Oh, I actually like it as it is. So far, this is my favorite song off the album. Yeah. It might be because it sounds quite a bit more like Electric Light Orchestra, but I also f- seem to feel like it's more of a fully formed concept and it kind of follows off of the last song. And I'm kind of thinking it... I guess looking at the recording dates, it looks like... They may have recorded the first side of the album about a year before they recorded the second side of the album. And there is a marked difference between the, the two sides. Now that I know the recording dates, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, when you buy an album, you don't think about, well, when was this recorded? When was this? You kind of take it in as a whole. So you don't really think about how the, when the time was recorded, what times passed, have they gotten better or worse? But that you pointed out now, yeah, side two does sound better than side one. Definitely sounds like now that they've had these six months, seven months between recording songs, 
they've got a better idea of how to pull this, at least a basic idea, of how to pull this electric light orchestra thing off. It sounds like side one was, let's throw it against the screen door, see what <laughs> sticks. Yeah. And then this is, hey, we could actually do something musical with this. So from the ones that I have anyway, I have the one that's, you know, the standard stereo one that's off the album. I have a quadraphonic version that I have off a, off a CD called Early ELO. It's a compilation of the first two albums with a bunch of bonus stuff on it. One of the bonus stuff is some quadraphonic stuff from No Answer. And I have the uh, Take 9 version, which is off of the No Answer remaster. I think if they picked and choose from each of these, I think they would have had a better song. The Take 9 version, I like the echo on Jeff's voice better than on the No Answer version. It sounds more old-timey, more wistful, radio-y. On the quadraphonic version, the closing violin solo has uh, some cello plunking behind it. The violin solo on that is a little too perky for this song, so I would use the more somber violin solo that's on the stereo issue, and then yoink the bass, the cello plunking from the quadraphonic version and take Jeff's echoey voice from the Take 9 version, or the quadraphonic, or all the... You, you take the good parts from all these extra versions, squoosh them all together, and I think you got a better song. I don't think it's a song that makes me say, well, this is just fan-damn-tastic. But I think you definitely have a better song if you yoink all those different parts together and smack them together into the one. At least I think I correctly labeled each... You know what you know what I'm saying. Just you know, bits pieces from slap. There you go. Well, I'm surprised there's not a Tech Nine version <laughs> by the hip hop artist Tech Nine, and <laughs> because you know how he likes to do early twenties uh, semi classical stuff. So, of course, I'm very hip. I'm very up on all the the rap stuff. Being a 47 year old white man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, if you do DJ work, you kind of have to be in some cases. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, but no, this particular song, it actually comes out fully formed. What I like is where Nelly was almost there. This time, other than just trying to do some old time radio effect, Jeff Lynne doesn't screw with his vocals very much. They're coming through quite naturally and we're not worrying about trying to look clever or trying to do anything psychedelic we're just making a good song yeah i do see that there uh this whole this early period of elo sounds especially this first album i think maybe this first album sounds very do-it-yourself right they have an idea Let's go do this. We really don't have a lot of big name help from anybody, so we've got our instruments. Let's see what kind of classical instruments we can grab. Hey, I just bought a cheap cello. Oh, I found an oboe over here. Let's do this. So it sounds like they just grabbed what they could, made the songs that they could, and the whole thing could have been recorded in somebody's, you know, Jeff or Roy's nice home studio. I would like to say to Jeff and Roy, the classical stuffs that you guys is stuck at the beginning and the end and then flipped around backwards, that's what classical music sounds like. 
It's not uh, all cellos and whatever you can find laying around. There's the strings and and the cellos are, are more the bass instrument. They're in the background. So Exactly. By the time they're doing it on this album, there's already been a number of bands that have done it and done it better. So it doesn't surprise me that after this, they went for a more combination of pop and classical rather than trying to go straight progressive a lot of times. Even though, well, when we get to El Dorado, I'll be raving about that thing the whole way through. So, yeah. We differ a little bit on this. I think that song song is, is pretty great as it is, and it was nice to hear something that really made the concept come together for once on here. Got something to say about Mr. Radio? Then call the telephone line voicemail, 623-850-3375. Once does it sound like the mandarins? There are chunks of this song that are backwards. So here we are, playing the backwards parts backwards so that they sound forwards. Here's the opening. Here's the middle part. Here's the closing. Here's the closing on the quadraphonic version. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. Contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group. You can financially support the podcast by going to podomatic.com slash podcasts slash lntcs and click on the PayPal button. Next week, episode 007, Manhattan Rumble, 49th Street Massacre.